Hello and welcome to episode four of the Boomtown Hoops podcast. I am your host, Stephen, and today I'm joined by Cade and Jackson today. Cade, what's going on? Nothing much. How y'all doing? Oh, just we're ready for a preseason. Or, wow, no, we're out of preseason now. We're ready for the regular season now. <laughs> Jackson, what's going on, man? I'm just I'm just happy that we're, we're days away from real Thunder basketball and it's a regular season game start tomorrow. I think... I think it'll be a, a good season. I'm excited for it. Yeah. So uh, to kind of go over the episode, we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, our Thunder Award players, um, some couple over unders, and then we'll get into previewing kind of the overall NBA do well division winners, and we're even gonna do our finals projection. Here we go, Jackson. I'll actually start off with you. We're gonna talk about the new city, the new uh, Oklahoma City jerseys that dropped on monday and i know we were talking in the chat earlier and you well, you're not a big fan are you no no i hate them they are awful i don't know whose idea it was to go you know same color as our home jersey you know i like the, the idea of you know adding all these bits and pieces of previous jerseys in there um but just it's awful it's the it looks like a coloring book that hasn't been colored and I don't, I don't understand you know, where that idea came from, but, but whoever's idea was probably should try to find another. I, I think the overall concept is cool, but it's just like you said, it's lacking any bit of color. And, and, you know, we talked about it to, or in, the, in our chat earlier today of like, if, as long as if there was just a little bit of color besides that giant loves patch, I think it would have been so much better. But yeah, we'll jump right into um, our Thunder Award winners predictions. Um, Cade, I'll actually we'll start out with you, uh, then we'll go to Jackson. Um, so, Cade, who will be your Thunder MVP this year? I'm going to go with the obvious and say Shea. I mean, uh, last year, if you have Shea, there's no way you lose 20 games in a row, let alone probably five. I mean, he's he's that good, and I think that he'll make that much more of a jump. Um, the obvious pick, I mean, he's just going to be an all-star caliber player, going to put up all NBA numbers, hopefully. And it, I just, I just like it's the easy pick. Yeah. Jackson, what are, who are you thinking for, for Thunder MVP this year? Um, I think, I think Shea is probably the obvious answer. I, I think we all expect him to take a big leap and to kind of continue his ascension to the all-star caliber player we believe he is. Um, but I've gotten, gotten a little bit of a different idea from the preseason. If Lou Dort continues to shoot the daylights out of the ball, I think he is, I don't know, he probably won't be our MVP because, like I said, I think it's probably Shea, but I think he would be, you know, the second option. I think he could put up uh, career high in points and he'll continue to be the defensive player that we all know and love. Yeah, I definitely agree. I actually, I got to go to the, the preseason game in Tulsa. And I mean, obviously him and Dort didn't play, but I, and I'll clarify this. I have SGA as my MVP, but I do think that Poku is going to make a leap too. The way that he was knocking down those shots um, in those preseason games was just absolutely wild. So, guys, SGA across the board, um, pretty obviously. Um, Cade, who's your rookie of the year? Um, well, since both of you will not give this answer, I'm just going to go ahead and say Trey Mann. Because once he gets a shot under him and knocks down those shots, I mean, we see his base creation. Uh, I went to that 
Denver game where he hit a couple. He made a couple of shots essentially. I mean, it just looked so smooth. But I think if he's your guy off the second, like if he's your guy off the bench and he's the one commanding your offense off the bench, he's going to put up the numbers that you want. And I think Giddy is going to get most of his burn with probably the starters. I mean, we don't know about rotations this year. It's going to be weird. I just feel like Trey Mann, his stats are going to look good. Giddy playing alongside Che, I just don't know what's going to happen. And I want to use a different answer, so Trey Mann it is. Jackson, what's your thoughts? Um, yeah, like you said, I, I'm definitely not going Trey Mann. I, I haven't quite seen it yet to uh, to be the Trey Mann believer. I think he'll probably get playing time just because of the situation we're in as a team. But I, I wouldn't play him over Maladon or Ty Jerome. Like, I think we'll probably see some of that three-point guard lineup that we – we saw in the preseason, but if, if we were trying to win games, I don't think he's quite the guy I would go to right now. Once again, you know, I think Giddy is probably the obvious answer. I think he flashed big time in preseason, and I I think and I hope that he continues that play against um, more real live action, not preseason. Uh, but an, another guy I would look out for, especially with kind of the, the center, the way the center position's in flux, is uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I liked what I saw from him in preseason and a bit of flashes and going back to his time at Villanova. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. I think Giddy, I think Giddy's number one, but I wouldn't be surprised if we came out, you know, came out at the other side of the season going, you know, Jeremiah Robinson, he's got something. he could be a part of this team for, for years to come. Yeah. And, and Jackson, that's, that's who I'm taking as my Thunder rookie of the year. Um, taking Josh on that one but my one that I'm, I mean and at this point we've talked about all of them I think kind of my dark horse honestly is going to be Aaron Wiggins the way that he's defended and um even even shot the ball um he kind of reminds me of maybe a better shooting Robertson to me which which else thoughts on that I'm just gonna say that the, the way he looks in the jersey number 21 and just the way he holds himself his mannerisms it's just it's too close yep it would be nice. I think that was always kind of the thing that I think we all loved Robertson. Um, but it was just kind of one of those things where he caught the ball and you're like, you're going to shoot it and you have to shoot it. You're so open, but yeah, I wish you wouldn't. But you're not. Yep. Okay. Um, next, of course, we have defensive player of the year. Cade, who you got here? I actually have a Poku. I'm going to go with Poku. Oh. For the simple reason that, yes, Dort is going to be the, the best defender, obviously. He's going to be the star stopper. He's going to be the guy on defense that is guarding the best player 10 times out of 10, unless it's the big man, of course. But Poku, the way that we're going to have to play defense with positionless, basically, he's going to get burned at the five. It's just the way it is. And when I watched that first Denver game, I'm just the way he covered the floor, um, his his length and his speed combined. I just like him kind of uh, sitting in the back, scrambling, you know, making big plays. I'm ready to see that. I mean, Dor obviously, he's going to be the star stopper. He's going to be the best defender. But in terms of stats, you know, they like to look at stats when picking – Awards, so I'm just going to go. He might average two blocks a game. Who knows? Because he's seven foot tall. So that's my pick. Yeah. I'll, you know, the, uh, and I'll, I'll kind of jump in here first. And, you know, obviously I'm going with the obvious here. It's Lou Dort. Um, but yeah, Cade, you've, I mean, you're hitting it right, right on the money of, you know, he's one of the tallest, if not the tallest guy on the team. So I think that's a, that's a sleeper, but a really good pick. So Jackson, who you got? I mean, there's only one answer. It's, it's Lugan Stort, you know. Um, we, uh, going back in the Discord, back to the bubble, we were, it was it was basically the Lou Dort hive in there. We were we were going nuts for him every game. And, and I think as his offensive game has 
continue to develop, I think it gets a little bit more focused, but he's still just an unbelievable defender. Um, the way he moves at his size, he's kind of the only guy I feel like I've seen that, you know, when being considered a guard of sorts that James Harden couldn't like bully with his size, like he didn't know what to do with him. Um, I think when you have somebody like that, I think that's, you know, he's your number one, I think no questions asked so overall you know so far three of three for the most part um now kate i'll go back to you um uh, for most improved player who, who do you have here at this spot actually gonna go with uh ty jerome um it's a weird pick but uh i don't know i really just enjoy enjoyed watching him and i it's hard every time they come in uh the second unit like last bet like last scene especially uh when shay went down seeing him get a lot of burn i'm just like watching him I just feel most confident when he has the ball, you know, like when Teo has it, I don't really know what's going to happen. Is he going to put up a contested three? I, I just don't really know. But Ty Jerome, I just feel like his decision-making along with his shooting, I feel like there's no way he does not make a jump leading that second unit with the other point guards, which makes it almost better for him. Yeah, I definitely agree. That was one of my, that's not my pick, but that was one of my like next up type of guys of, and he played really good in the game that I went to in Tulsa um you know kind of leading that leading that second unit just like you were talking about so jackson who you got here for for most improved first off i just have to say kate speak in my language anybody who knows me i i'm the captain of the ty jerome thunder fan club um i'm you know big virginia fan i have ty jerome i got the final four jersey um that that's my guy he's always been he's probably my favorite virginia player um of all time so that's my guy so Cade you're speaking my language I'm excited to see kind of what he can do um this season I hope he he gets the burn and doesn't kind of get put back for the development of other guys um but my my choice for for most improved is kind of more of a hope but I I hope it's Darius Baisley I hope Bays makes the jump um that you know when you consider he took a year off really from competitive basketball had his rookie year, second year, like now hopefully that, you know, things will start clicking and and we'll see the guy who, you know, had the hype around him. And hopefully that, I mean, preseason wasn't his best showing. He kind of was up and down. I'm hoping that he can find that consistency and really continue to be a part of the, the first unit going forward. And Jackson, that's that's mine too, Darius, is, is my most improved. Um, and I really think that, like, if he can just – just exactly like you said if he can just be consistent i think he'll be i mean he'll be a a solid starter at least for at least for our team for for how it's coming up this year so next up we're going to hit on the talk about the over under of 23 and a half wins for the thunder for the whole season Cade, which which way are you going on this one i'm gonna go with the over for 23 and a half simply because i feel like most most times you see those lists are like predicting records and rankings and they always put under 15th seed um, around 19 wins but one thing i i know is that the people in the national media do not watch thunder games like we watch thunder games and i think all three of us know we have more talented players than people will recognize i mean off the bench and in the starting lineup we have more talent than people will recognize i think the only reason we're going to be over 23 and a half is because they're going to be fun they're going to be exciting they're going to string together wins because there's that talent there you have an all-star player in shea Darius, if he makes that jump, I mean, you just have like a, a fun team and you're bound to win games. I don't think that they'll win much more than that, but I think they can usually get the over. Jackson, what you thinking here? Well, I'm, I'm big under. I, it's, it's tough. 23 and a half is, 
it's a really low number, but I think we, we kind of saw last year, we tried, you know, we were competitive. We shut Shea down. We went full tank and we ended up with the sixth pick. Like that's not what we were looking for. Um, and I think they know that, you know, we can't keep doing this forever. This, this tank cannot be a forever thing. We really need one of these first two picks, especially I, I'm big on, on uh, Blanchero and uh, Chet Holmgren. So I think, I think they know they have to get one of these guys. And if that means, you know, I don't think we'll shut Shea down, but I think you'll see Shea take a lot of rest nights. You know, he'll have an ankle injury or something that gets him off the court. And we're going to see a lot of guys um, that, you know, we think could be something in the future, but they're going to carry more of a load than they're ready for. And I mean, if we saw anything from the preseason, they're going to shoot the ball. They're going to shoot threes. And you know, we'll have nights where we win games because we shoot a ton of threes and we're on and we're gonna have nights where we're gonna shoot a ton of threes and we're gonna be off and we're gonna have ugly games um ultimately i think there's a lot of talent on the team but i just i don't i don't see it turning into wins this year i think we're probably still you know a year or two and a piece or two away from from being a competitive team and i think we're just not we're gonna play the percentages this year we're gonna do everything we can to get you know that number one or number two lottery ball right so jackson so how many wins do you think we'll actually end up with if you're if you're putting if you're betting on it, what, what are you thinking? I, th- I think we'd probably end up around 20. I think, I think 23 and a half is kind of a tough number because you know, you could see, I could see it going, you know, I think that's probably the ballpark is 23, 24, but I could see it. I think we hit 20. I don't, we're not going to be in the teens, but I, I don't think, you know, I don't think it's going to be a lot of wins. Yeah. I'm going, I'm taking the over, but I'm going 24 wins. I mean, just the, the bare minimum to get over, I think is, I think that's what it's what it's got to be. Another one I kind of came up with today on the rundown: over under two and a half of the current players that you know are currently on the roster right now will get traded. Cade, what what are you thinking? We all know Sam. We know he likes to make his trades. I don't see why or who we would trade for unless it's like you know something that you really can't just pass up and you're getting more picks or you're getting more assets. But I'm just gonna go ahead and go with the under simply because I feel like this is going to be a season of trial with what we have and seeing what works and who we're going to move on from. So I think it's going to be a lot of different rotations, people getting minutes with different people. I mean, just trying new things out with what we have. I think if anything's going to come trades-wise, I think it's going to be next offseason, not during the season. So I think it's just going to be stick it out and see what happens this season. Yeah, Jackson, what are what, what are you thinking on this one? I think likely we stay under. Um, I think it's it's tough to see, you know, who we have that's not you know somebody we consider a piece for our future that somebody's going to want on their roster like we don't have you know a ton of depth where it's guys that like somebody's like we can bring this guy in and he can help us win now there's nobody on our roster like that that we'd be willing to trade you know it's where we've got the young pieces um i think that you know it, it could happen you know we could flip somebody for a pick but i think in general um we'll be more likely to see those kind of bottom of the roster guys get cut and sign different guys and just kind of some different combinations at the end of the bench. Um, but I don't, I don't think it'll be via trade. I think a lot of it will be, you know, free agency and trying different guys and moving them up to, you know, sending guys down, moving guys up. Just, I don't think, I don't think it'll be to be a trade. I think it'll be a lot of free agent movement. And, and I obviously went under on this one too, but, and the only one I can truly think of that like might be a needle mover for anybody is Derek Favors. But, I mean, other than that, I don't see anyone else, you know, obviously besides Shea, 
but obviously he's not getting traded. So, but other than that, I don't really see anybody on this roster that's that would be a needle mover for for anybody else. Yeah, I could see favors being being flipped. Um, I think he was kind of the one guy in my head. I think him and then maybe one. I don't think Maldon or Jerome go anywhere, but I could see you know somebody has their guard depth completely obliterated and we're like well we've got all these guys maybe we can get you know Presti can pull some magic and grab you know another first round pick or something but i don't i think you know favors would be the one that i can see comes to okc revitalizes his career goes on you know catches on with a team that you know lacks some big man depth whether that might be somebody like the lakers or, or you know somewhere else that mm-hmm. But in general, I don't think we see a lot of trade action. Well, that was our award predictions for the Thunder. Um, now we're going to jump into our division uh, prediction winners this year. So we'll just go, uh, Cade, we'll just start with you. We'll, and we'll just run through the Eastern Conference. We'll do uh, Atlantic first up. Uh, who, who you think's uh, going to take the Atlantic division this year? I think this one should be fairly obvious just because you have Kevin Durant, you have James Harden. The Nets are going to take it. I mean – Philadelphia, they're going to give them a run for their money, but Philadelphia, that's if they're healthy and they make the right decisions regarding Ben Simmons, which we're not going to dip into right now. Anyways, if they make the right moves, stay competitive as they have been, they're going to have a good regular season squad. They won't do much in the playoffs, but I don't think Boston's too much of a threat. I'm just going to go with the Nets. Jackson, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't think we need to waste much time on this one. I think it's the Nets, and I think it's pretty, pretty easy. I think even without Kyrie, as long as everybody stays healthy, James Harden and Kevin Durant can uh, can do whatever they want on the offensive end, and they'll be all right on defense. Yep, um, agreeing with you guys, uh, Brooklyn. We'll just move right along. Up next, we've got the Central Division. I feel like this one's it's pretty obvious as well. Uh, I'm going Milwaukee. Cade, where are you going with here? Milwaukee as well. Jackson, make it bucks and six. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty quick. Now, next up, we got the Southeast division. Uh, Jackson, we'll actually go to you first here on this one. Where, who are you thinking on this? Um, I think it's probably a two horse race between Miami and Atlanta. And um, I'm going to go with Atlanta. I think their young pieces continue to get better. Um, I think Trey Young's going to continue to be, you know, a star in the making. And I think DeAndre Hunter can stay healthy. Cam Reddish can kind of play like he did in the playoffs. I think, you you know, those younger guys continue to take the steps forward. I think they, they're going to be a very competitive team. Kate, who are you picking for this one? I'm just going to disagree. Just We have some, you know, exciting things happen. I'm going to go with the Heat, mainly because the opposite. I mean, you have those veterans. Uh, you still have you still have youth in Bam and Tyler. You have Duncan Robinson, who's a, the perfect role player in today's, today's league. But mainly because... Kyle Lowry has finals experience. So do um, the Heat stars. You put them together, it's just going to work, um, mainly because last season did not go as expected, and they might have a little bit of hunger. They kind of want to get back to where they were just two seasons ago. Yeah, Kate, I'm actually going with you on this one. Uh, I'm going Miami, and I think I think it's Jackson, just like you said, it's going to be a two-horse race between those two teams, and I think it's going to be a battle the whole way. Um, jumping over to the Western Conference now, Go to the Pacific Division. Cade, who you got here? Um, when I have to go with the Lakers, just because you get three stars. You're missing one one night, you still have two. I mean, they have good role players. They had to Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn sign there for cheap. You just have a good roster, and whenever you have that many good players, they find a way to make it work. Jackson, who you got here? 
I think if you know if everyone was healthy, this division would be an absolute bloodbath, and it would be incredible to watch. Um, I think because everyone is not healthy, um, it really comes down to the Lakers or the Suns. And to me, the difference maker is Russell Westbrook. Um, I think the Lakers are going to have something where if you watched them the last season or two, you know the regular season, there would there would be off nights. Um, but when you have Russell Westbrook on your team, there are no off nights. Um, so I think. I think there'll be those games where he and his energy kind of carry the team forward. And ultimately that, that regular season, um, they'll be, they'll win the division, but you know, when clay comes back for the warriors and, and, you know, everybody kind of gets going, I think the playoffs, that division, it might not be the Lakers. It could be somebody else. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah. And that was, you know, the warriors, that was someone I would, I wasn't even looking at here. Um, you know, cause you, I mean, they've been kind of out of it for the last however long clay's been out for um i'm going with phoenix here actually um i think that could change possibly if if the ayton contract extension is continuing as it is right now but yeah i mean you guys are pretty dead on with the lakers um with with russell westbrook the energizer bunny on the lakers i think that's gonna be a a huge boost and then and him to lebron and anthony davis so jackson i'll kick it back to you here for the we'll actually go southwest division here uh who you think so it's a bad division i'd say looking at it, i it's not gonna be a lot of fun basketball in my opinion in that division i think i think it's gonna be the mavericks i think luca continues to be the best you know one of the best players in the league and he's clearly the best player in that division um, the rockets are gonna be bad the spurs you know might be in for a playing game We'll see about Zion's health, and then it just comes down to kind of the late uh, the Mavs or the Grizzlies, and and I'm just I don't see I don't see anybody taking away from the Mavs. I think at least the regular season. Yeah, Kate, who who you got here? Uh, I agree. It's not a very good division. Um, the Grizzlies and Spurs both feel like playing teams. Um, the Pelicans, I just don't like their situation. Zion gives me Kawhi vibes, and the fact that his camp just kind of makes decisions, and it's just weird. Like it just has weird vibes to it. Um, the Rockets are just bad. They're not going to be good. It's going to be a season of trading bets and just getting better. So I'm just going to go with the Mavericks because when you have Luka, you have Luka, and you're, you're just good. And Kristoff honestly kind of looked good in this preseason. So I'm just going to kind of bet on him and say that he plays better than he did last season and I'm going to go with the Mavericks. Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with the Mavs here too. Last one up, the Northwest Division. Cade, finish it off for us. Who you got? Give me the MVP. Give me Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. Jackson I think regular season I think it's the Jazz um, but you know when you get to the playoffs I think you know when Jamal Murray's healthy that the Nuggets will go further than the Jazz but I think just on a night-to-night basis um, the Jazz they play hard they play good defense and as we've seen kind of for the last few years they're going to win a lot of regular season games I think it's the Jazz yeah that's kind of what I was thinking too Jackson of if if Jamal Murray's not hurt I think it's a different conversation but I think that's exactly, you know, I'm, I'm going with, the, with Utah here too. We'll, we'll rapid fire here these real quick so we can wrap up here. Cade, who you have winning the, uh, who's your finals Eastern Conference and Western Conference winners? I think it's exactly how we kind of all expect it to go. Um, unless you really think Milwaukee's in for another title run, I think that the Nets will probably just take it because what we saw from Kevin Durant and Harding getting not only healthy, but getting out of, this situation last year, getting a half a season with the Nets under his belt. I think things look a little bit different for them this year. I think that even without Kyrie, I mean, if he comes back, obviously I have them, but even without Kyrie, I think 
they still are in for the finals, and I think it's Lakers out of the West. Jackson, who do you have coming out as as the winner for this year? It, it seems, you know, it seems kind of obvious. I mean, like I said, I'm kind of going to go with Kate. I think, I think the Nets just have too much firepower. I think it's going to be Nets Bucks conference finals again in the East. I, I think hopefully we'll have another series like they had because it was an unbelievable series. And I'd watch 700 games of basketball of that. I don't, I don't, I need more than seven. And then in the West, I think, I think it's kind of LeBron's last push. I think this whole, the way this Lakers roster is constructed, I think they have to go all in on this season. I think there's too many older pieces for them to, to mess around. I think it's gotta be this year for them. And then I think it's, you know, I think it's Lakers Nets in the finals. Yeah, that's kind of how I was thinking, too, of, you know, Westbrook helps them make that push, even though I didn't have them winning the division. I'm having, I mean, I've got a uh, Lakers coming out of the West, and I actually have, mine was kind of a split decision here, um, actually between Miami and Brooklyn on the East. But yeah, but I do have um, the Lakers winning it as in the finals. Um, I think that's just, it's it's too much firepower to me. Uh, Kay Jackson, any final thoughts or anything before the regular season kicks off? Oh, none. I'm I'm excited. I think, like I said, I don't I don't think we're gonna win a lot of games. I you know I said under 23 and a half, but I think I think we'll have fun. And you know what? Sometimes fun is more important than good. You know, what fun is being good if it's miserable to watch? I think we'll see a lot Absolutely. of development. There's gonna be some tough nights. There's gonna be some some big big losses. Um, by lots and lots of points but I think you know we're gonna see guys you know take steps and, and hopefully some guys take bigger steps than we expect and and ultimately you know a year two three years from now we'll be like man remember that season where we were terrible but look at how good all these guys are now like the season was worth something all right guys well thanks for joining us and listening in today uh, we'll be back uh, soon for episode five thanks